Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Thank you for joining me on this wonderful journey called the dictionary. I am your host, Spencer. I am recording the dictionary. I'm reading all the words and all the things in it. And um, let's just quickly say all the things that I got to say, which I say every once in a while, which are please rate and review this show. It really helps the algorithms and we really love to support the algorithms. Uh, Subscribe to the show on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Go ahead and share it on your social media on, you know, all those things that you got. If you want to contact me in some way, you can do that with email dictionarypod at gmail.com. You can message me or tag me in posts on Instagram or Twitter. The handle there is at dictionarypod. There's also a Facebook page for this. Just look up the dictionary and look for the logo. Uh, what are what are the other things? You can watch this on YouTube. Every ten episodes is one video. Um, all you'll see is the logo. You won't get to see my face, but if you do want to see my face, uh, you can join the Patreon at the five dollar a month uh, level. Uh, when I have a guest on, most of the time I will post the video portion of that onto the Patreon. Those are considered exclusives. Uh, But then if you just want episodes early, you can do $1 a month. If you want to buy merchandise, you can go to the T Public Store. The link is in the show notes. I have a couple of things up there. And uh, there's a Google Voice number, 917-727-5757, if you want to leave a message. Uh, Yeah. I think I think that was that was all the good stuff to say, and you can also go into the show notes to. Uh, I'm not going to expect you to memorize all this or write it down. I write it out for you in the show notes. Uh, there are some really good words in this episode. I'm uh, I'm excited for you to hear them, and uh, this episode I definitely think has more than average the amount of words that we typically see. Uh, I, I did a count. There's 23. Because most of these are only one or two lines long, and so we we have a lot of words. The first of these lots of words is dine out, which is actually two words. Intransitive verb from 1736. To eat a meal away from home. 1736. I wonder what life was like. I mean, there were clearly like restaurants and bars in the 1730s, even before that, but my brain can't really comprehend just like what what was that like to go to go eat a meal outside of your house two almost 300 years ago. Um, there's a phrase "dine out on," which is to use as a subject for dining table conversation. So. To use as a subject. So this is literally like if you're talking about politics while you are dining out, are you dining out on politics? Is that was that is that how you would say that? Dine out on. Hmm. I, I don't know if I've heard this phrase. That's interesting. Let's dine out on what we did today. Alright, the sound effect today is gonna be boom boom. And I might, I might play with that a little bit. The next word is diner. D-I-N-E-R. Noun from 1815. One. A person who dines. And, and where? Where might they be dining? In a restaurant. Two. 
Uh, to A, the synonym is dining car, which we will get to at the end of this episode. And to B is a restaurant usually resembling a dining car in shape. Like the dining car of a train, it's long, usually long and not very wide, and uh, a diner. But, you know, these days we think of a diner just as a place where you can probably get, uh, you know, breakfast food all day. Maybe they're open early or open late or open 24 hours. Uh, I think when you hear diner, you there's this idea, there's this connotation of the type of food that it is. It might be cheap, it might be greasy, but it's gonna be good. Uh, there's a lot of places that I feel like are called diners that don't necessarily. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't think of them as being called a diner. Um, but I think. I think we all have a pretty good idea of what we think of when we think of a diner. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's a place maybe where you want to go. They have been portrayed in movies and. TV shows a lot, you know, maybe there are characters who were out partying and then they go to a late night diner to get some food, you know, it could, maybe it's fries, grilled cheese, chicken something, fried chicken, pancakes, waffles, you know, these are all good diner foods, coffee, that's a good standard I feel like in my head I can just visualize so many scenes that I have seen of people people in diners. The the standard is, you know, they're in a booth, maybe it's a corner booth, or maybe they're sitting at the counter, and they get the coffee, and then they, they put their dollar and change on the thing, and they walk out. I think we need a, a montage of diner scenes to be made. What else? Okay, anything else we can say about diner? I will shout out the Chicago Diner in Chicago, vegan restaurant, uh, veggie vegan, mostly vegan, and it's, uh, it's great. They were voted to have the best Reuben in all of Chicago. And it is, well, they probably submitted their veggie one, uh, which has real cheese. But, ooh, it's so good. My dad had it, and he was like, this is the best Reuben I've ever had. So shout out to you, Chicago Diner. Let's see. I think that's good for diner. If you're eating in a place that's not in your house, you are a diner. Although, technically, I think... If you are dining on your food in your house, you would also be called a diner. All right, that was only the second word. <laughs> Let's go on to boom, boom, boom. Diner out. Two words with a hyphen. This is a noun from 1808. The plural is diners out. And it is a person who dines out. I don't know if I've ever heard of the person who is dining out being called a diner out, just a diner. Uh, and and if somebody said, if somebody's dining out, what would you call them? I probably would have just said a diner. I would not have thought of diner out. When does this even get used? Not Not anymore. I don't think so. This is over 200 years old. Brum, brum. Next is dinette. D-I-N-E-T-T-E. And uh, I, I don't remember exactly. Oh, diminutive? Yes, diminutive, which we had two episodes ago. Um, those are things. The E-T-T-E is considered a diminutive because it is making a thing uh, kind of smaller. What is it? More familiarly known, lovable, pitiable, or contemptible. 
which I, I don't know, that's an odd list. Uh, so a dinette is a noun from 1925, a small space, usually off a kitchen, used for informal dining, and then also the furniture for such a space. The furniture in this little dining, informal dining place is the dinette furniture, and the space is also the dinette. Uh, you know, it's maybe like a, a breakfast nook. It's your your casual eating space. Um, you know, that's just just next to the kitchen. And of course, we've seen this in movies. If you, maybe you got one, I, I didn't grow up with one of these. Uh, no, it's not the dining room. It is a place for dining. That's that's more formal, uh, more informal. And uh, I forgot to mention. Let's see. Two, two, three episodes ago, um, the episodes or the days that those episodes aired on were um, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day here in the Gregorian calendar, which the whole world uses, but a lot of places, um, they have their own as well. But uh, hey, Happy New Year to those who are celebrating New Year at this time. Forgot to say that. The next word, boom, boom, ding. D-I-N-G. This is the first form of three. It is a verb from 1582, starting with transitive. So um, the first, uh, the transitive is to dwell on with tiresome repetition, as in the quote, keeps dinging it into him that the less he smokes, the better. And that is from Samuel Butler, who, for some reason, it says that Samuel Butler died in 1902. We don't usually see that information. So, keeps dinging it into him that the less he smokes, the better. So, somebody is telling somebody else to stop smoking, and they say it a lot, a lot, a lot. They're dwelling on with tiresome repetition. They're both getting very tired about all that repetition about not smoking, which I think is a good idea because you probably shouldn't be smoking. Intransitive, number one, to make a ringing sound, and the synonym is clang. Ding, 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 ding. You know, that would have been a good a good sound effect for this episode as well, but I didn't want to just say ding because it's one of the words. Number two is to speak with tiresome reiteration you're reiterating a thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again boom boom the next word is this second form of ding noun from circa 1945 it is an instance of minor surface damage as a dent a ding and a dent are the same thing Ding and dent, they are interchangeable. Maybe if you just lightly hit another car, you might have a ding. Maybe if a a grocery cart hits your car, you might get a ding. Maybe, uh, maybe if hail is coming down on your car, you have a whole bunch of dings, dings and dents. Uh, yeah, oh, this is from, well, it, it says it's ding, which means to strike, and then that's from Middle English, dingen, but it doesn't say what language, when, where the word ding is from that means to strike, um, and I don't think, 
There's, there's nothing in here that is saying that the word ding means to strike. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's this next one. Bing bong. The third form of ding is a transitive verb from 1968, which is to cause minor surface damage to, as in ding a car door. So the noun ding, the actual ding on the car or whatever it is, is from 1945, but the verb form of the act of dinging a car or something is from over 20 years later, 1968. That seems a little weird to me. Hmm. The next word. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Ding-a-ling. Three words with hyphens. Ding-a-ling. Noun from circa 1935. And the synonyms are nitwit and kook. K-O-O-K. Oh, you're being such a ding-a-ling, you nitwit and kook. Uh, this is a, it says a reduplication of the first form of ding, which is either talking about talking over and over again about a thing or making a ringing sound, and none of that really makes any sense to me. But there is a song, uh, which maybe I'll put in a clip here, about somebody singing about their dingling, which is a completely different thing, and it's not in this book at all. There's a little girl, her name is Sing. She likes to play with my dingling. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my dingling-lingo. Dingling! The next word, boom, 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 dingbat. Anything that starts with ding, I think, is a good word. Dingbat, one word, noun from 1904. Number one, a typographical symbol or ornament. And it shows some examples of these. Uh, A lot of people may know that on your computer, you can choose a font. Uh, What is there? It's like winged dingbats or something like that, or just dingbats. So it's just a bunch of symbols. So the examples of the symbols are there is the bullet sign. It's just the little filled-in circle. It's a dot. And then there's the paragraph symbol, which is like a backwards P with two two vertical lines. And then there's another one that's like a cross, uh, an even cross where they... uh, the ends of each of the cross parts uh, flare out real wide. And so uh, those are dingbats. They're, just, they're symbols. Number two, the synonyms are, again, nitwit and kook. A dingaling and a dingbat are the same thing. There is no etymology. It just says the origin is unknown. I want to know where dingbat came from. And also, well... Yeah, I guess I guess nitwit, nitwit, and kook kind of covers when you when you want to call somebody a dingbat. You're being such a dingbat. Why is it so satisfying to use that word? Boom boom, or maybe I should say ding dong, because that's the next word. 
Two words with a hyphen, first form. Let's see. You can say ding dong or ding dong dong. Hmm. Dong 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 dong. Noun from 1611, number one. <laughs> the ringing sound produced by repeated strokes, especially on a bell, like a doorbell, is going to go ding dong. And then number two, the synonyms are yet again nitwit and kook. Dingling ding bat ding dong. All of those are a nitwit and a kook. Are there not other words that we could use to use for the synonyms? You're being such a ding dong, you ding bat dingling. Oh, okay. Ding dong. D- oh, and actually, what was it? The the, the dim word. I taught I told a little story about how when I was little I said ding dong dim. Let me in. And so now this this rounds out that whole story. We got to ding dong. Mm, I may have mentioned it once, but in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, when the family arrives in the near the beginning, they ring the doorbell and it goes ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. And I always love that, the playing with the audio there. Ding dong. Second form of ding-dong. It is an intransitive verb from 1659. Um, and I'm, I'm just thinking about this. The first one was 1611. This one is 1659. Were we calling people ding-dongs like a nitwit and a kook back in the early 1600s? Or was it the bell ding-dong? It was probably that one. I wish there was a separate year for the nitwit and kook part. That would be helpful to know. Why would it be helpful? I'm not sure. It's not practical in any way. And then this next one, 1659. What do we have for this second form of ding-dong? One, to make a ding-dong sound. To make a ding-dong sound. We're making a diddly-ding-dong-dong sound. Number two, to repeat a sound or action tediously or insistently. And this is similar to ding. When you are dinging on about a thing over and over again, you can, you're also ding-donging or dinging-donging, ding-dong. You're repeating the sound or the action maybe so many times that people get pissed at you. And I have done that. Maybe that's what this podcast is. It's just one big ding-dong. The third form, boom-boom. The third form of ding-dong. Adjective from 1869. This is chiefly British, and it is marked by a rapid exchange or alternation as of blows, like punching, right? Punching, hitting, back and forth, back and forth. A rapid exchange or alternation of blows. Ding dong. Maybe if you're boxing, there's a lot of ding dongs happening. The example is a ding dong battle. <laughs> and to my to my American ears, uh, hearing a ding dong battle, I, I'm not, I don't I don't even know what to think that that would be. I would not think that they're going back and forth, exchanging or alternating blows. Uh, oh, that battle! It was that was a ding dong battle. But, you know, it does make sense when you think about it in that way. Somebody sends a ding, and then the other side sends a dong. The next word. Bing bong. 
Dinge, D-I-N-G-E, noun from 1846. It is the condition of being dingy, D-I-N-G-Y, but here we would actually say dingy. So wait, is this dinge? It's dinge. I don't even, ding, dinge. Dinge is the condition of being dingy, which we will get to later this episode. Oh, it's so dingy. The next word, bing bong, ding, I think it would be pronounced dinger, D-I-N-G-E-R, dinger, noun from 1974, and the synonym is the number one definition for home run, smacking a home run out into space. It was a dinger because you struck it, you struck it, you dinged it, you dinged the ball. Here it does say it is perhaps from ding, which means to strike, but again, it's not it's not in here. No not there's nowhere here that says ding means to strike. Hmm. The next word. Boom boom. Dingy or dingy. D I N G H Y. Dingy or dingy. This is a noun from 1810 and we have three definitions. Number 1. An East Indian rowboat or sailboat. I never realized that the word dinghy for a, pro- a little a little boat basically is from East India. Two a, a small boat carried on or towed behind a larger boat as a tender or a lifeboat. Yeah, it's probably a rowboat. I guess it could be a sailboat, but more than likely a rowboat. It's a dinghy. To be a small sailboat. And then three is a rubber life raft. You, ca- you can call that a dinghy too. The etymology, uh, yeah, this is uh, from, from India. The wor- Bengali word, dinghy. The Urdu word, dinghy. And the Hindi word, diemgi. Uh, those were all spelled slightly differently. Uh, so yeah, dinghy comes from India. I, I had no idea. And of course, I can't not think of that scene from Mallrats when uh, the word dinghy is mentioned. Next, bing bong, dingle, dingle, noun from the 13th century. It is a small wooded valley. It's a dingle, and the synonym is dell, which I think is also maybe a dale. A dell and a dale and a dingle are a small wooded valley. It's Middle English. Uh, it's a Middle English word, which also means deep hollow. So yeah, a, a valley is kind of like a hollow in between all the hills. I've never heard of dingle used to describe a valley. Next, boom boom. This might be, other than dinghy, I guess this might be the longest one in this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this word is dingo. D-I-N-G-O was his name-o. Noun from 1789. It is a wild dog of Australia having a tan or reddish coat that is often considered a subspecies of the domestic dog. 
So wait, does that mean that the dog came first and then the dingo came from the dog? That's interesting. Um, the this uh, the species name is Canis dingo, and then I guess the subspecies is Canis familiaris dingo. I don't really know how those are different. A dingo ate my baby. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Uh, what was that movie called? Ooh, I'm blinking. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. The dingo, the dingo situation. I think it was based on a true story. This is from the uh, the Australian Aboriginal language, Daruk, D-H-A-R-U-K. That is in the Port Jackson area. And their word is dingu, D-I-N-G-U. And uh, maybe they pronounced it dingo. I'm not sure, but it's spelled in my brain like dingu. So yeah, it's it's just the uh, the Aboriginal word for this uh, type of animal, this wild dog. And of course, we got to post a picture on social media of a dingo. Next, boom boom, dingus, D I N G U S, noun from 1876. And the synonym is the number two definition for the word doodad, D-O-O-D-A-D. What is it? It's a doodad. It's just a dingus. Uh, This is from, let's see, probably from the German dings, which is from the word ding with a capital D, which means thing, uh, which is, and there's more of the word thing. So it's it's just a thing. A dingus is a thing. You can do maybe things with your thing. It's a doodad. What does it do? I don't know. It 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 does the do's, the doodads things. Um, I would have also thought that there maybe in here would have been like a slang or something that you could call somebody a dingus. Maybe that's also nitwit and kook. You're being such a dingaling dingbat ding dong dingus. Next. Boom boom dingy. So this is the other form of the word we had, dinge. Something that is dinge is the condition of being dingy, D-I-N-G-Y, adjective from 1691. 1691. Number one, the synonyms are dirty and unclean. I try and not to be, I try not to be dingy, but sometimes after a long day, you're gonna be dingy especially if you have a job or do things where you're maybe out in the dirt in the garden doing construction, doing something, woodworking. You're going to get dingy, and that's fine. You just clean yourself up. Clean off the dinge. Number two, the synonyms are shabby and squalid. Dingily is an adverb, and dinginess is a noun, a state that I don't particularly want to be in but sometimes if you know you're gonna get dirty you're like yeah let's just let's just get get dirty and i'll deal with it later next boom 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 dining car two words and uh let's see i'm looking ahead yeah this was the synonym for diner dining car noun from 1838 a railroad car in which meals are served. You have to walk through the whole length of the train to get to the food. 
I guess maybe they might bring around a cart that might have some snacks and things. But uh, if you want to sit down and have a nice meal, you got to go to the dining car. Next, boom, 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 dining room, two words, noun from 1601. It's like a big dinette. It is a room used for eating meals. You are required to only eat the meals in the dining room. It's the room where the dining happens. You can't eat your meals in any other room except maybe the dinette. The dining room. Some people have fancy dining rooms. Um, the dining room in my parents' house moved around a lot. Uh, we, we, there was a lot of rearranging that happened in that house. Still sometimes happens. So, like, when I was a kid, we we would eat in just sort of like the back porch area for some reason. And then, you know, then the, this room would become the dining room for maybe a few years. And then this room would become the dining room. There's there's nothing real specific. These days when we go over for a meal, uh, we, you know, we, we set up a, a table usually. Not, there's nothing set in stone anymore. Next. Boom, boom. Dinitro. D-I-N-I-T-R-O. Adjective. There's no year. It just means containing two nitro groups. And this is often used in combination, which I think we saw recently, uh, was it dihydroxy? Uh, No, it wasn't that one. I don't know. But yeah, there was no year for that other word that we saw. Oh, dimethyl. I think that's what it was. Dimethyl, there was no year used in combination. And then we saw a bunch of dimethyl words. So are we going to see some dinitro words? I can tell you we're going to at least see, yeah, there's two. And of course, the di prefix means two, because there's two nitro groups, and maybe it has to do with nitrogen. And the first of these dinitro words is the last word in this episode, which is bing bong, dinitrobenzene, d-i-n-i-t-r-o-b-e-n-z-e-n-e, dinitrobenzene. Noun from 1873, any of three isomeric toxic compounds. And the chemical makeup is C6H4. And then the next part, there's two of them. It's NO2. So there's parentheses around the NO2. And then there's a little subscript 2 to show that there's two of those along with the C6 and the H4. Oh, okay. That was a lot of stuff, a lot of words. So what did we have? It's going to be real hard to pick a word of the episode. Who? Okay, we had dine out, which I love to do. You, gotta go, you go, you get some food at a place you don't usually get food from. Dine out. Diner. Diner out. Dinette. Ding. 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 Ding-a-ling. Ding-bat. Ding-dong. 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 Dinge. Dinger, dingy, dingle, dingo, dingus, dingy, dining car, dining room, dinitro, dinitro, benzene. That was a fun section of word to say. Can I say it again? Can I? Ding, 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 ding-a-ling, ding-bat, ding-dong, 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 dinge, dinger, dingy, dingle, dingo, dingus, dingy. Uh, well, okay, I don't know what to pick. 
there's some there's some good words here. Anything that was about nitwit and kook, I appreciated that. A ding dong, a ding bad, and a dingaling. Um, I don't know. There's something about dingaling though that really just rolls off the tongue. Hmm. Yeah, I mean dingus. That's also a fun word. Yeah, maybe we'll just pick dingaling. Make it easy on my brain a little bit. Uh, if can I remember the words to that dingaling song? Da 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 da. My dingaling. My dingaling. I'm singing a song about my dingaling. That's uh, was it Chuck Berry? I think it might be Chuck Berry. Um, that's that's all you're gonna get for me, song wise. I think that's good. Uh, we've been watching some Christmas movies because it's uh, not quite Christmas Day uh, here when I'm recording this. So, you know, like Scrooged, uh, Batman Returns, which hadn't seen both of those in many years. Um, what were some other ones? We watched uh, we watched Mixed Nuts, which I hadn't seen before. Um, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Elf are definitely going to have to be on the docket pretty soon. Those are good classics. It's a Wonderful Life is coming up. We're, I think, going to go see that in the theater, actually, which I don't know if I've ever seen it in the theater. The whole place is going to be bawling their eyes out. It's going to be great. All right. I think that's good. I hope you are enjoying the show. If you are, you know what you got to do. You got to go tell the people that you know about this show. It's called The Dictionary. I'll see you later. This has been Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.